microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is Jules, Derek, and myself, Mike. Uh, Brett is away yet again, and and we yeah. and we still feel. That Brett's Jules and Jules is Brett. Hmm. I see nothing to prove otherwise yet. It, it, it's it's been that long. We we have now come to that conclusion. At one time, <laughs> at one time they were on the show together. I was like, oh, but were they, or are we just remembering it that way? See, it could have been that hologram thing. <laughs> you know, it, it, it depends on the toys that we have here at the above ground underwater suborbital volcano lair, which is different than the sub or underwater above ground underwater volcano suborbital volcano lair at Mighty Marvel Geeks. If you say so. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's better than the basement of a Justice League. Oh, <laughs> shots fired! Oh. <laughs> and they're not even here to defend themselves. <laughs> or are they? <laughs> if they are, I will just say Channing Tatum. <laughs> no, not here. So, how's everyone doing? Good. Very good. Acupuncture. <laughs> I have started acupuncture, and oh, is it the most unique thing? <laughs> is it like a love-hate relationship? Sort of. I, I I need to do it. It, it. I'm considering it as a secondary option to a nerve block that I really don't want to do. Um, so I'm trying this instead to, for the pain management, but it's is it draining. <laughs> And then on top of that, they they do cupping on my back, or they have the last two weeks, and I look like polka dots. <laughs> who wants to who wants to grab a marker and play connect the dots? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've noticed some improvement, but we'll just have to we'll have to see. It's only been second time, two times. So, uh, a lot of interesting news out this week. I think one of the biggest stories. Was um, Netflix buys Miller World? Mm. Netflix again. Yeah. Here. Well, <laughs> Warner Brothers bought DC Comics in 1968. I didn't realize it was so long ago. Wow, me either. <laughs> I thought it was recent. Disney bought Marvel in 2009. And then August 7th, Netflix purchased Miller World. And according, according to Mark Miller himself, this is off the Miller World website, um, this is only the third time in history a comic book company, or in history a comic book company purchase on this scale has ever happened. Uh, this is basically his thing from, this is his response to it on, on his blog. Uh, he continues on, I started Miller World as a creator-owned comic comic book company nearly 15 years ago after taking some artist pals into being their own bosses we had we all had successes at dc and marvel and this was a chance to control the characters created and reap the rewards from any future movies tv merchandise that ever came along from creating those characters and books basically taking the lucas approach um over the years, Miller World has amassed 20 different franchises working with the world's greatest artists. Now, Miller World has been bought by the hottest, most exciting entertainment company on the planet. To say this is the best thing that ever happened in our professional lives would be an understatement. Um, trying to get on to more info. Uh, I'd like to take this moment to thank all the artists who were caught up in my enthusiasm over the years and who helped co-create these properties with Miller World. 
Artists are often let out of the news stories, but trust me when I say the only reason these books have looked so beautiful is because Miller World worked with the greatest draftsmen in their generation. I'd like to thank Frank Quietly, Stuart Iman, Goran Par- Parlov, Lineal Francis, Lineal Francis Yu, Raphael Albuquerque, Peter Gross, Stephen McNiven, Greg Capullo, Sean Murphy, J.G. Jones, Duncan Fregrito, Tony Harris, David Gibbons, and John Ramada Jr. Um, for their belief in my crazy plan and their friendship during the tightest of, even in the tightest of deadlines. Kingsman and Kickass have unique Hollywood deals elsewhere and aren't part of this particular acquisition. But those two fine men are toasting us in spirit from London and California, respectively. Um, so, I'm, again, I'm jumping down a little bit further. So what's next? Well, we've been in these talks for many months. And a lot of planning has been going on. We're flying to Los Angeles to strategize the next steps, and you'll be hearing about each fascinating turn when I'm allowed to share it. Jupiter's Legacy and Reborn. Both concluded in the last few weeks. I'm going undercover now in spring as I stockpile all new projects. All the new projects we're putting together, but you'll hear about them very soon. Um, comics have been my passion my entire life. I started working with them as a teenager, and I've never been more excited about where we're going next as Miller World joins the Netflix team. These guys are going to take Miller World to the next level. And I feel like Richard Dreyfus, wide-eyed, and walking around the mothership at the end of Close Encounters when I see the global plant, when I see their global plans. And it's crazy, crazy exciting to be a part of it. So that's from Mark Miller, or Millar, however you want to call it. Now, give a rough idea of what comics we're talking about outside of um, Kick-Ass and, and the Kingsman. We're talking Reborn, Empress, Huck, Jupiter Circle, Chrononauts, Jupiter's Legacy, um, MPH, Starlight, Superior, Super Crooks, Nemesis, um, American Jesus, and of course, Wanted. Uh, Well, I'm assuming Wanted. I hope so. Um, I would like to see a better version of Wanted. Yeah. But I I think it's funny. He mentions Kick-Ass and Kingsman, but he doesn't mention anything about Wanted. And of course, that was one of the first properties to come out. Mm. So, um, that's I'm excited about this. Th- this this is a great deal. Uh, I, I'm really excited about this. Now, don't get me wrong; I enjoyed Wanted as well. I I, I didn't realize that was a a um, an actual comic. I, I knew it was based on a comic. I didn't realize it was one of his. Mm-hmm. Well, sort of. Yeah. Have you ever read that one? I have not read it. Uh, it's 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 so much better than that. The comic is so it's so much different and so much better. Okay, well, it sounds like I need to get on the ball and find a copy of it somewhere. Indeed. So this is really big, though. I mean, oh yeah. Who do we lose, Jules? Uh, they, yeah. Well, well, we'll keep going. Um. Like he said, you know, Warner Brothers buys DC. Marvel buys was bought by Disney. Has there been anything else? Truly, not like that. No, I mean, Valiant is its own and has created their own. Right? Yeah. There's. Yeah. There really isn't anything else. Um, I, I just don't know where else you go from here. I, I, I just, I, I just don't. As far as. I mean, what other what other franchise do you look at to buy? Mike Manola's setup. You could. Um, I did. Uh, we did recently on Keepers of the Fringe talk about uh, he wanted to kind of create his own Hellboy shared universe. That could be fun. Bring it back with a reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if you do, I would say bring it back first as BPRD. You could, yeah. Then, then branch off to 
Ape Sapien and to, um, I don't know, um, Hellboy to what, you know, what other strange characters out of the, the franchise? I mean, there's Abe and Abe and Hellboy have had the, the most popularity. You could probably try even doing something with uh, each individual character from from the BPRD, right? Possibly, like some some solo film or TV show or something. I, I still say do it the other way first. Do BPRD well, yeah, in the I solo mean, films, and then yeah, that's what I mean. I mean that that's personally what I would rather do. So. I, other than that, I wouldn't know who else is out there. That's I mean, Alan Moore, he's not going to do anything. Nope. Frank Miller, most of his stuff's tied up with DC anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of individual creator books at Image that you could do, but not like a, a big franchise like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Magnolia is the biggest one. I mean, he still yeah. create her own, even though books are with, with Dark Horse. I mean, who who outside is that something that Dark Horse would would even broker the deal where um, they would allow movie company to control the franchise? Mm. I don't know. Maybe if there was enough money involved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, that's I guess one way to say it. And then you get, I mean, I've heard things about, like, IDW has the Hasbro universe now that they've put together with all the Hasbro properties. And there's been some talk of doing movies based on some other properties other than G.I. Joe and Transformers. Well, we, we've talked about it before. There would be, what, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Micronauts, Mask. Rom. Rom. Uh, now they're they're doing uh, an old property that a lot of people don't know called Visionaries. Yeah, going to be coming out with that soon. Yep. Which I used to have those as a kid. I don't remember if I do or not. I know that doesn't say a lot, but I just don't remember. <laughs> Jules is making some interesting sounds over there. <laughs> You're a little gassy tonight, Jules. How did you guess? I ate too much food. <laughs> so, uh, I say let's go ahead and move on to the next story, because I guess this is a franchise that's coming back in, in a totally different way. Is that me? Yeah, that's you. <laughs> okay. Sorry, you guys are breaking up a little bit, so. Oh, uh, no. We're not breaking up. You're breaking up. <laughs> Break it up with you. No. Um, let's see what we're talking about here. Judge Dredd, right? Um, no. Oh, the other one? Wait, did I did I goof? Derek, I think you've got the next one. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. This is, this, <laughs> this, is a time tra- this is a time travel show. We're just going to go back in time. I'll <laughs> no, we'll just go back. Five minutes. We're, we're the chrononauts. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, all right. So, of course, everybody knows that there's plenty of uh, nostalgia and reboots that are all the rage nowadays. So, uh, there's going to be uh, another classic coming back, and that would be the 1984 classic, The Karate Kid. Only this time, it's not going to be that bad remake with uh, what's-his-who's-its-son there and Jackie Chan. (laughs) 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 What are you trying to say, man? Wax on, wax off. Which is too bad, because with Jackie Chan, I was kind of, you know... But then with Jaden Smith, I knew it was going to be bad. But anyway. To, to me, the problem was, it took place in China, not Japan. So it shouldn't oh, yeah. have been the Karate Kid, it should have been the Kung Fu Bandit. Because <laughs> they stole money on that one. Mm. But this is actually a reboot on cat. Well, not really a reboot, but this one I'm kind of interested in. According to the Hollywood Reporter, YouTube Red has ordered a 10 episode straight series called Cobra Kai. Uh, it's going to be it's going to debut in 2018. 
and will feature the original Karate Kid, Daniel LaRusso, being reprised by Ralph Macchio, who still hasn't aged that that much, even though he's like in his 50s, as well as his nemesis from the film Johnny Lawrence, reprised by William Zabka. It's been, series have been in development for some time and was shopped to Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and AMC before landing on YouTube Red. Uh, it's supposed to advance the storyline uh, approximately 30 years after the All-Valley Karate Tournament, where Lawrence will still be the heel of the local area and in an attempt to reinvent himself, he opens the Cobra Kai, he reopens the Cobra Kai Dojo. Uh, LaRusso will have come from his victory over Lawrence to become a successful man that has been struggling to balance his life after the passing of his mentor, Mr. Miyagi, originally played by the late Pat Morita. There is, there's a video, and you can find it on YouTube, by a group called No More Kings, called Sweep the Leg. Oh, really? And it's got everyone in the male, all the male cast of the Karate Kid, except for Pat Morita. Ah. And it's an eight minute plus, like almost a nine minute music video. Um, if you go to YouTube and just uh, sweep, the, uh, No More Kings, Sweep the Leg, yeah, you'll find the video. Cool. I'll have to check that out. So, so the show is going to be a half an hour episodes and says it will teeter on humor <laughs> and drama while mixing in karate, obviously. <laughs> it, it'll be headed, headed by Josh Heald, as well as the team behind Harold and Kumar, John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg, who are big fans. <laughs> So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm kind of. Uh, I'm kind of interested in that. That could be fun. Cool. Yeah. Sounds like fun. I'll have to keep my eye open for that. Yeah, it's, but is it almost too late for um, for this, or is this the right time? I think it's a good time for it. Yeah. Oh. Especially since the 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 remake was not good, so <laughs> it kind of it left a bad taste in people's mouths, you know, so they they kind of be open to something like this, I think. Now, should they have carried on with the franchise a different way, like they did, you know, and continued on with, like, the next Karate Kid? Mm. Well, I think um, because they're doing this, setting it, uh, you know, 30 years later and stuff, I think it's possible that they could actually tie in a new karate kid if they wanted to but can it have daniel pass down the legacy that could be that could be interesting mm, i think so that could be that could be real interesting yeah and you know they could do it right yeah we we're trying to say man <laughs> it, it wasn't I'm, right oh Jaden smith <laughs> That's the thing. I was like, "Hey, Jackie Chan! I love Jackie Chan." But then Jaden Smith, I can't stand Jaden Smith. Oh yeah, I forgot about that movie. Of, saw that course, in the <laughs> of course you did because it's forgettable. And That's I'm right, sorry. and I only saw it because Jackie Chan was. I was like, "I love Jackie Chan." And I'm and sorry like, you had oh. to pay money to see that. <laughs> I totally forgot about it until now. Usually that's what I do. <laughs> what, pay money and forget it? And <laughs> pay money for a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, you're the guinea pig. I mean, that, but that was, yeah. You, you are the one who saw Suicide Squad. Uh, that's true. And Batman Heart Superman. Yeah, and Fantastic Four. and <laughs> Which I still have yet to watch. I'm telling you, you ain't missing anything. <laughs> it's safer that way. <laughs> that's true yeah the only thing like is youtube red isn't that like a different isn't that like cost money or is it i think still- so yeah yeah that's yeah it's, it's it is their subscription service yeah it's, everybody has them now like oh yeah just netflix so you have to have all these other ones you got to buy to see all these shows you want to watch mm-hmm. <laughs> or have really? a cable package What's the thing everybody these days is talking about? Oh, I'm getting rid of cable, getting rid of cable. But you got to pay separately for all these things. It adds up to the same thing. Someone, uh, someone on my Facebook timeline had a meme. It was uh, in 1997, $200 to pay for cable. Hmm. Now, 2017, 20 different streaming services, $10 a piece equals 200 bucks. 
Yep. Screwed either way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's bad. I mean, we originally went with, we have cable, but then we originally went with Netflix because it had like different things on it. And then Hulu, I was like, oh, I don't really like Hulu, but Hulu's got a lot of anime on it. And then we also have Crunchyroll, which is another um, one for uh, subscription service for anime. And then we have um, the other anime one, um, the VR, I think it's called, for the other stuff we can't get. And it's like, so that's like, what, four right there? Plus cable. (laughs) And then, like, we added on because I called in to change my cable bill. And then I was like, how much would it be if we took HBO off? Because we weren't watching Game of Thrones at the time. This was, like, months ago. And so she's like, oh, she was trying to get me, like, a new plan. And then we had HBO. And then we didn't have it because Westworld, that was when Westworld was on. And it was taping. And all of a sudden, I'm like, where's Westworld? It's not our DVR. Like, what happened? Well, when she took it off, she didn't put it back on. (laughs) So... Um, then we were like, okay, we'll just wait. And then Game of Thrones, we had to get HBO because, like, I would die without that show. So, uh, Hulu decided they were going to do, I think it was Hulu, yeah, they're going to do a 30 day subscription for HBO and then we can get it for 15, I think, extra or 10 extra a month. So, I'd rather give Hulu my money than cable because cable, I feel like they always rip you off. So, now we have that and then we have Showtime through there for like $5 extra or something for Twin Peaks because we watch Twin Peaks too. So, we already got the main one and then we have all these extras now so i just yeah it's we pay so much for entertainment it's like not even funny yep (laughs) you need to work another job to get to pay for it (laughs) yeah no kidding (laughs) but yeah i mean it it would be interesting because i'm sure youtube red has some I, i haven't even been on there to even see like what what they have so i mean i don't know i don't want to start down that that hole but, yeah, it sounds interesting, though. Yep. Yeah, it does. Well, there's something else, though, coming in Netflix. Netflix, there is. Is that my turn? <laughs> now it's your turn. <laughs> okay. So, is this coming to Netflix? Oh, that's great. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad because I have it. Thank, thank you for <laughs> thanking for jo- thank you for joining us this week. <laughs> <laughs> I even I even slept in a little bit today, you know. <laughs> so that's the problem. Mm. Yeah, I slept until like eight today. So that's that's you know to me that's sleeping in, but I don't know if it really is. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Carl Urban says he's in talks for Judge Dredd, Mega City One TV series. Yeah. Yeah. And we all are excited about this. Um, A potential TV reboot of Judge Dredd seemed like a tactic admission that Dredd's sequel was never getting off the ground. Um, Just as producer hopes to return Carl Carl Urban to the role or wishful thinking at best. Um, Urban himself says discussions are taking place, and if he likes the Mega City One material... I will be there. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how I imagine I'm saying it. But um, so I guess um, a few months ago, we learned that I am global and UK game developer rebellion. We're working on a new live action judge dread series said to be a dark fantasy leading into the characters, more fantastical adventures that seemed admittedly at odds with Alex Garland's 2012 film, but judge dread dread mega city one executive producer, Jason Kingsley, Nonetheless claimed, we are going to have some long and complicated conversations with Urban to gauge his interest. As Urban himself said at Star Trek Las Vegas via Trek movie, that interest is higher than expected. He said, I am in discussions with them about that. I told them that if they write the material and give Dredd something to do and give him a function, I will be there. I would love to. Aw, it's so kind of him. <laughs> so um, the new series initial reports described it as the show is set in a future where East Coast of U.S. has become a crowded and crime-ridden megalop- megapolis. It will be an ensemble drama about a team of judges, fu- futuristic cops invested with the power to be jur- judge, jury, and executioner as they deal with the challenges and the future shocked 22nd century throws at them. So uh, his version was certainly more grounded than Sylvester Stallone's high tech, but unmasked take. But should the new series stick with Urban, regardless of continuity? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's. Oh, I love him. Yeah, Carl Urban's awesome. Yes. 
single thing he's been at. I, I still want a Stallone cameo, though, with the new outfit. That would be sure. cool. He could be a, uh, an older judge. Yeah. yeah I mean, maybe he'd be a Judge Dredd mentor or something. <laughs> he, he could be on the council. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dread, you are the law. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously they want they want him to be involved. They're not like you know trying to get somebody else. That would not be smart that they did, but sometimes people do that. Yeah. So, especially since now, I mean, you know how much he's worth. You know, like paying him. I don't know. I mean, they did get someone that was less money, but then people might not want to watch it. I don't know. I I think seeing um, seeing Carl Urban as Dread would be great. I think seeing someone else could be could be an exactly. issue. I, I wouldn't say a disaster. It, just not what people would be expecting. I don't know. I can't even think of anybody else that would that would fit as well as Carl Urban. Dwayne Johnson. Hmm. Not real. I don't. I don't see him as. Could, could, could you imagine that? <laughs> how, how do you? How, how do you feel to be? You know, are you guilty or, or innocent? Well, I'm. 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 It doesn't matter because I am the law. You. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he's. Uh, Special. Enough. <laughs> Special. Yeah. I don't think he's gritty enough to play Dread. I think he's, like, <laughs> too nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even, like, when you're looking at this picture and, like, you only see the lower half of his face, like, it's perfect. <laughs> like, for the for the, the visual <laughs> aspect. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, though... I mean, who, to ha- who would you bring in to replace Carl Urban this day and age? I, I can't see it. I I really can't think of anybody. Mm. Um, nobody that would be as good, certainly. Yeah. So maybe the guy that played. Um, yeah. No. Now Bennett, <laughs> the only guy I can think of is that his name? Who? Um. Oh, what is his name? You know he that guy. <laughs> That one guy, you know. Oh, sure, that I, guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I could have said the guy from Twilight, you know. Uh, <laughs> could have. And we would have laughed. Then we would have hung up on you. You know. Um, I said, yeah, that's perfect. He, he would definitely work. Diggle. He'd be, Since, he would be. He would be spark, sparkling. <laughs> yeah. Get get Diggle. He's already almost there anyway with his his helmet on arrow. <laughs> That's true. I don't know what was going on with that costume for a while. It was a cheap Halloween mask. <laughs> they finally upgraded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It would be definitely be tough. I mean, I don't know. Definitely could be interesting. Well, I, I don't know about you guys. There's been talk about Inhumans and, and a lot of people going, thank God it's only eight episodes. Mm-hmm. And originally when things came out, they were talking, uh, they pretty much are going to dominate the fall. We're not going to see anything else. Uh, that might be changing on Marvel's side. Yes, and that could be a good thing. (laughs) The opening line of this article, ABC's fall lineup has certainly confused Marvel fans. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody thought, everybody was, we all thought Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wouldn't be coming back until January because of the Inhumans. Oh, yeah, Um, what they said at the upfronts. And uh, now ABC President Channing... Dung Dungy has revealed that the series will actually air later this year. Yay! Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, what's more, she just made an Avengers Infinity War tie-in even more likely. Mm. They were they were getting ready to say that anyway. Mm. 
Um, let's see. Dungey revealed that season five will launch right after Inhumans. Uh, although Inhumans is opening September 1st at IMAX, the full show won't begin airing until September 29th. That means we can expect Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season five to kick off on November 24th, uh, which is awesome. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm excited to see that back, too. So, that means this November, we will have Thor Ragnarok hitting theaters. Uh, The Punisher is expected to debut on Netflix. Uh, Hulu's Runaway is supposed to launch on November 21st. And now we have uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming back November 24th. Wow. So, uh, (laughs) it sounds like they're going (laughs) to... It's uh, they're gonna make November Marvel month. I guess <laughs> make mine Marvel, and which is funny. <laughs> which is funny because then there's that little uh, Justice League movie for DC's coming out too. So then Dungey dropped some more tantalizing hints about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5. In Entertainment Weekly, she noted the fifth season would air relatively uninterrupted, uh, which is a notable approach, a notably different approach to Season 4's fan and critic acclaimed pods, and it's sure to make every fan wonder why Marvel has abandoned a successful experiment. The answer is most likely to be a simple one. Infinity War. Uh, yes, yes? Yeah. I thought you were going to say something. Nope. <laughs> uh, we're supposed to get a 22-episode season, uh, and if there were no interruptions, we can expect season five finale to air April 20th. Uh, that would be just a fortnight between that and the U.S. release of Infinity War. Uh, of course, in the real world, the odds of season five airing with no interruptions are slim to none. You're going to be talking at least a two-week break over Christmas. Which means the finale would air in the same, the very same week Infinity War was released in the U.S. Even if there are more interruptions, there's no way timing so precise, precise as this is a coincidence. Mm. This is true. Yeah. Well, it makes you almost wonder too. Will the the final episodes of Inhumans? And the beginning episodes not only be a crossover between the two franchises, how much reference will right. will there be from the shows to the movies? Right. Hmm. I guess I have to start watching Agents of Shield. <laughs> Maybe I'll just start with. So, yeah, really. Well, I'm so, I'm ho- I'm hoping they continue on with this next season, like they did with. Um, like they did season four, make everything pods. No, they're not doing that. They're just doing one continuous season. See, that's it was successful. That's, yeah, that's the thing. We everybody liked. I liked that was a pretty good idea. But they're not doing that this season. It, it was. It still turned into a one continuous season. Right. But it, it was just so much easier having one short story arc to follow instead of. One long one, instead of several interwoven amongst many long ones. Right. So here's another little tidbit. Uh, Chloe Bennett, who plays uh, Sky or Daisy Quake, whatever you want to call her, uh, posted an Instagram video that unwittingly teased an actor dressed as what appears to be a Cree. Uh, although she was quick to take the video down, it was enough for fans to spot it and call out another sign that season five is going cosmic. And of course we know at the end of season four uh, Agent Coulson was in space. Ah, you spoiled it for me. Well, <laughs> the, whole, the whole team's in space. Is because the whole team? I'm assuming so. If he's up there, they, the whole team's going to be up yeah. there because someone came in. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah. Oh, who they say? Speculation. It's not um, sword. That's potentially. Right, yeah. We're now we're we're now seeing sword come into play. Yeah, that's what that's what the theory is that that's sword. Hmm. So interesting. It's going to be a fun year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. There's only one thing that's concerning about all this, and that's. 
there's still the looming threat that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could get canceled. Mm. Yeah. But we'll see. They're, so far, they're holding on. Yeah, I had no idea. What, season five? Yep. Season five. I thought it was like three. <laughs> so it's doing better than I thought, which is great. Go wash my hands. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I guess to make things more interesting, since we're staying in the Disney Disney realm, uh, mm-hmm. Disney's leaving Marvel, or is, is taking Marvel and Star Wars and pulling them off of um, Netflix. Or this they was like a, to call it Nerdflix. <laughs> this was announced during the um, quarterly report uh, the other day. Uh, on two, or yesterday, actually. I'm not during the earnings call, this, I gotta say. Um, uh-huh. So the first priority for Disney is going to be uh, pulling Disney Pixar, Disney and Disney Pixar branded films from Netflix, and I guess they're continuing. Um, and the reason why is Disney in 2019 will be launching their own franchise, their own streaming service. Right. Um, but there is. Also, but at present, there's no plans to move Marvel or Lucasfilm material to that service. Although the oh, company hasn't closed the door yet, uh, there's been launch or there's been talk of launching a proprietary Marvel service and Star Wars service. Marvel, I could potentially see because then they could bring Runaways and everything else to the service as well. So does that mean that? The Marvel Netflix shows would be gone too. Possibly. Probably. That mm. would make me mad. Mm. But I'm, I mean, remember DC's coming out with DC Warner Brothers is coming out with their own proprietary service. Yeah. Um, Star Wars. I just don't see where there's enough content, though. I know. What are they going to do? Just show the movies over and over again? <laughs> M- Marvel. <laughs> I mean, Marvel. There's quite a bit of content. If you go the old, um, the old Incredible Hulk, you you right. you hit like the old 1979 Doctor Strange movie, mm-hmm. you know, the old Captain America TV movies, um, Spider Man series, the old Spider Man series, all the cartoons. I mean, there's quite a bit there. Spider Man and his amazing friends. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Wait, was, was that the right one? No, that was Iron Man. Mm. Wait, or was it? No. Nope. <laughs> uh, here we go. Spider-Man. So which one? So which one am I thinking of then? I don't know. <laughs> Could be that. I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Whatever it was, it sounded good, though. <laughs> um, so to continue on, uh, Bob Iger said that while Disney would continue to work with existing partners until a final decision is made, disposition of Marvel and Star Wars will be announced at a later date when we know what we're going to do. Um. Of course, why am I talking about Disney stuff? Because this is an official announcement. (laughs) There's no speculation with this. Uh, The family-friendly Disney brand makes the studio unique among major movie studios, while no major competitor has nearly the intellectual property library that Disney has. Nobody has the same kind of branding associated with their name either. That could impact the process, as Iyer said, that Disney is currently looking into how much overlap there is between the Marvel and Star Wars fandoms with the cl- with the classic Disney film f- or fans. Duh! You really have to look into it that hard. <laughs> uh, Disney Entertainment will launch a similar service in 2018. Details are not yet clear, except there are two new series: a revival of the fan favorite animated Young Justice and a live action Titan series that centers on. 
Dick Grayson and his peers. Mm. Um, I think if Disney did this as a all-in-one umbrella, yeah, you got your Disney films, you got your Marvel, you got your Star Wars, and you take everything from all those properties, so we could see the Star Wars droids cartoon, right, or Ewoks live. Again, on a streaming service, you've got all the Clone Wars. You've got all the Lego, Marvel, and Star Wars shows. Uh. Um, you've got Rebels. you got the new show coming out after season five, you know, with that whole new show that they're, that's being rumored. Right. Um, I mean, Underworld could go straight there. I mean, how is it any different than if you go to the Disney store and you pick, oh, what character do you want? And you see all the Disney characters and you see Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar, and then you can pick within that. It, it really isn't that much different. It would just be easier to group everything under the Walt Disney Company umbrella and do it that way. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, if I was Disney, that's what I would do. Yeah, so definitely. But I guess I'll I'll just put this out there. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Oh. <laughs> <Are> we- <laughs> yes, we went there. <laughs> we're all up in arms, feet about this. Of course, we're talking so, comics, not not the flop. Yeah. So apparently, Fantastic Four. It's related, but. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic Four comics were really canceled over the film rights. Uh, So let's see. With a box office bomb and canceled comic book series, Fantastic Four has a less than fantastic future ahead of it. Oh, that that was pretty good. But the only thing that could have sabotaged the fate of Marvel's first family is a lack of audience interest, according to Marvel, right? Wrong, says Fantastic Four comic book writer Jonathan Hickman. Hickman is lauded comic book writer whose work at Marvel Marvel includes titles such as S.H.I.E.L.D., Avengers, and Secret Wars. But he's probably most known by superhero fans by bringing the Fantastic Four into the modern era with his 2009 run. But the Fantastic Four comics were suddenly canceled in 2014, leading to a wave of rumors that Marvel Studios' inability to reclaim film rights from the 20th century Fox 20th century Fox led the to the comic book's demise and Hickman says those rumors are correct um, the brief period of bankruptcy that Marvel suffered in the 90s has continued to haunt the studio to this day their profits are falling uh, Marvel was forced to sell the film rights of its most popular characters Spider-Man the X-Men Fantastic Four and more to different film studios Sony still has Spider-Man, though, in their own Hail Mary deal, partnering with Marvel to bring the friendly neighborhood superhero back to an audience's good graces with Spider-Man Homecoming. But again, that's that's only supposedly for a two-picture deal, though. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, While 20th Century Fox has a firm hold on X-Men and Fantastic Four. Uh, Marvel surged success in 2008 with Iron Man and the launch of its famous Marvel Cinematic Universe. The company sought to regain its most popular characters once again to no avail. It did successfully get its rights back to popular superheroes like Daredevil and Ghost Rider, but they're certainly not Fantastic Four X-Men when it comes to being recognizable. Ain't that the truth? Mm. Without the cinematic sway over the characters they created, we started to see a shift in the in-comics universe. The X-Men started to lose prominence in favor of Inhumans, which were being built up in the pseudo-replacement for the X-Men and Marvel TV shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the upcoming Inhumans. And what of Marvel's first family? Their comic was unceremoniously canceled in 2014. Uh, Marvel cited uh, that there was poor comic book sales for the cancellation, uh, but Hickman told Newsarama that that's not the case. Uh, here's what Hickman said. I think it's pretty common knowledge at this point that Marvel isn't publishing Fantastic Four because of their disagreement with Fox. While it bums me out, I completely understand because, well, it isn't like they're not acting out of cause. Fox needs to do a better job there. Um, unfortunately, as we know, Fantastic Four isn't doing too well cinematically either. Its last big screen adaptation, uh, 2015's Fantastic Flop, directed by Josh Trank, was critically panned and rejected by audiences as well. 
The first two adaptations in 2005 and 2007 were just as critically thrashed that they did not fail as spectacularly at the box office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like Marvel truly left Fantastic Four once one of its most beloved properties in this first series dedicated to a team of superheroes out to dry. And Hickman is very, very mad about that. Um, he says that kind of thinking runs contrary to everything I believe in as a professional storyteller. It comes from a place of manip- manipulation where an attempt is made to make the reader desire something through denial. It's hacky. It's sub- suboptimal. It's the central tenet of all crappy dating advice. <laughs> if you want someone to care about a book, write a story they care about. So it's a sad way for the Fantastic Four to go. Um, it's a temporary end while Marvel and Fox fight about uh, the rights. They have this big feud. Um, meanwhile, the closest thing we're going to get to a Fantastic Four movie will be Pixar's up- upcoming Incredibles 2. So at least we have that to look forward to. Thank God. Yep. No. <laughs> That's true, though. Yeah. Aw. So, I mean, we all... Ta- I think we talked about this before, didn't we? I mean... In an episode about it. We've all... Everybody's known about it for a while, but it's never been confirmed by anybody until now and it's kind of a sad thing on one hand you you understand you can kind of understand both sides i guess well on one hand you had the fantastic four on the other hand you have marvel slap in the face of fox (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i don't know so Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It seems, seems interesting, seems intriguing, but it's like, which way do you just go with it? I mean, I, I, I I get what Marvel did. The franchise was being ruined movie wise. Right. (laughs) And especially what Josh Trank was doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they they haven't. Fox hasn't been able to do like a really good movie yet. You you know the Roger Corman one really wasn't that bad. No, actually, I liked it. I honestly, e- I would e- say it's the best one. Even with the cheesy Mister Fantastic arm yeah, stretching yeah. stuff, <laughs> we're talking ninety four. Right. My my only real complaint about that movie is the the way it looked on film. It didn't look like a film, a, a right. film film. It lo- it looked like a B movie style film. Right. Look-wise, but it it was an it was an A movie. It was supposed to be a a summer a summer blockbuster. Right. And I think you did a great job like with the characterization of everybody and and I think, you know, it really is in my opinion, the best of the Fantastic Four movies, and it never got released. Yeah. Mm. Maybe they could do a remake of that where they just they keep the exact same film, but then just redo, you know, right. new actors, new special effects, and everything, but still the same story and everything. Yeah. So, just don't know. Where you know where do we go? Yeah, uh, and yeah. how much longer is this? You know, is this feud going to continue? True. Forever, I guess. <laughs> well, I, I think it's going to keep going until until Marvel gets the movie back. Yeah. I mean, mm. yeah, until they get the franchise back. Right, but what's you know what's that going to take? How you know? Will Fox one day wake up and go, you know, we should just give it back? (laughs) No. But then the other thing is, like, (laughs) the last movie was so bad that that they couldn't have made much money on it. That's true. So, so, you know, if they're going to keep messing it up and it's going to lose money, then, then why are they holding on to it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, Why don't we just take... A cannonball and run it down the road. See what happens there. Oh, clever one. <laughs> so, even though uh, it's been in development for five years, I did not realize that they were making a remake of Jules's favorite movie, Cannonball Run. 
<laughs> it will be my favorite. <laughs> uh, now, for those of you who remember, Cannonball Run was a great movie back in the time. A lot of fun. Uh, it was it was wacky, zany, all them good adjectives. Um, now uh, they recently announced that they have a director, Ross Rawson Marshall Thurber, who directed Central Intelligence. Uh, and a writing team that includes Thomas Tom Lennon and Robert Ben Grant, who are both from Reno Nine One One, as well as many other things. Uh, Tom Lennon, you may have seen on um, the rebooted um, Odd Couple. <laughs> that little brain fart there. Um, they, oh, that's what the TCA is the Tele- Television Critics Association. Uh, uh, there we go. And it, they were talking about it. He. Uh, Thurber was interviewed at the TCA panel uh, for his new YouTube comedy series, and he brought up what fans of Cannonball Run can expect from the reboot. Uh, he mentioned that the remake for Cannonball Run is current, currently being written by Lennon and Grant, and they'll basically see what they have after that. Uh, the original movie, yes, yeah, the original movie was a zany cross-country car race comedy starring Burt Reynolds, Roger Moore. That's right. And Jackie Chan, among others, uh, like Dom DeLuise, one of my favorites, that featured crazy car stunts during a very different type of race. Well, it was actually there. There was another movie before that that was similar. Was it called Cannonball Run Two? Talking about an actual Cannonball Run that used to be done. I'm not sure. <laughs> there was a Cannonball Run Two. <laughs> yes, there was. Oh, now you got me thinking. Now, here's the weird part. Um, Thurber mentioned that the remake may be able to benefit from the the insane stunts of the Fast and the Furious movies, but was also careful to say that the remake would not would not be a lighthearted take on the extreme movie franchise. Instead, the director brings up Ocean's Eleven and says that a possible mix of those two movies could work. That's really weird. He, he said. I think we're living in a post or current Fast and Furious world. I don't think Cannonball can out Fast and Furious the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> say, say that three times fast. <laughs> That's its own thing. But we definitely want to harness that with the fun of Ocean's Eleven and put those together. It'll have to be a different thing than Fast, but should have some great car action, obviously. Now, the original came out in 1981. And it was the sixth highest grossing movie of that year. Oh, it had two sequels. Mm-hmm. No, um, it, had, it had one sequel and then a Speed Zone considered a sequel. I'm not sure. Uh, so the original, one of the original stars of the movie, Burt Reynolds, uh, suggested some advice to Warner Brothers about making a new version. And uh, Ross and Marshall Thurber has taken note. Uh, Burt Reynolds said the key to the su- success of the new movie would rely on getting as many big-name stars as possible, which was kind of part of the fun of the original Cannonball run, right. all the stars that were in it and everything. Uh, Reynolds also said you have to be able to get a lot of people nobody thinks you can get, which could be one of the reasons that Thurber has talked about Ocean's Eleven type of vibe. Uh, the writing has just started and still a long way from seeing the remake. It seems like it might be headed in the right direction, they say. <laughs> now, we should the f- the film is based on the 1979 running of the Cannonball Baker Sea to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash. Okay. <laughs> You're asking, what's that? Well, the Cannonball Baker Sea to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash, widely known simply as Cannonball Baker or the Cannonball Run, was an unofficial, unsanctioned automobile race that was run five times in the 70s. From New York City in Darien, Connecticut, on to Portofino Inn in Redondo Beach, California. Hmm. So, one of the one of the things about the Cannonball Run movies were were all the big name stars that were in it. So, I wonder who they'll get for this version. We're available. Mm. We are. We're big stars. We can do it. <laughs> I've, I've never raced a car before, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, it's just like I, riding a bike, right? Yeah, sure. It's, it's not a matter of <laughs> racing a car. It's a matter of how quick can we get from New York to California. Huh. I'll take that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. 
stars you can bring into it. I hate to say it, Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, let's go, Chris Evans. Mm. See, th- this would this would be a good way to do that "quote unquote" Marvel versus DC. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Ben Chris Affleck, Pratt, Chris Pratt, Ben Affleck, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Zoe Zendaya, Zaldana. Let's, let's throw Chris Pine in there. Yeah, we gotta have Chris Pine. But let's then we do, gotta have. Uh, let's do Daisy. Have, uh, let's do Daisy Ridley. <laughs> Carl Urban, yeah. John Boyega, Oscar Isaacs. Then, then we yeah, throw it. Be cool. Yeah. MacGyver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. We, I think we read off a pretty decent cast right there. Yeah. But you know, but you know, if Burt Reynolds mentioned this, then of course it can't be that far behind. Adam Sandler's in it. Oh yeah, I love Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, you know who should be in it? Nicholas Cage. I haven't oh. heard of him in like forever. Where has he been? Yeah. Got to be in it. <laughs> Nick, Nicholas Cage needs to be with the the Jackie Chan. <laughs> type character, yeah. Um, if we do Adam Sandler, he's got he's got to redo the Reynolds type character. We get we get Gabriel Iglesias, his <laughs> Dom DeLuise's character. Yeah. Can, can you can you see can you see Gabriel? Iglesias? I'm not Captain Chaos. I'm Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Will Sasso would be good too. Yeah. No, Will Sasso, Orlando Jones is the Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. combo. <laughs> there we go. I like the sound of that. <laughs> See, we're, ca- we're casting this movie now. Yeah. Somebody should be contacting us. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, we want to cut. Now, for, yeah, for the... Now, the the question is, you you had what uh, Catherine Bach and oh, what was their names? Yeah, Catherine Bach. Uh, yeah, Farrah Fawcett. No, she wasn't. It was Adrian Barbeau and Tarek Buckman as the satin spandex clad hotties in the black Lamborghini. Oh yeah. Who who do we draw in that? Mm. That's a good question. I say one of them needs to be Adrian Curry. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. She she could be fun. Yeah. And then the other question is, who, who do you get as the other? Uh, hmm. <laughs> Adrian Curry and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, jeez. Miley Cyrus. That would be interesting. I don't think so, though. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I, I think Andrea Andrea Curry would be a great choice. Yeah, or Adrian Curry. So. Yeah, that'd be cool. She'd definitely be good. Yeah, it's just trying to figure out who else to get. It, it almost seems like it's it's almost time for another. We we do one of these casting call episodes again. Yeah, really. So I mean, we just got to figure out a couple different movies and and just cast them. So did did we talk about yeah we talked about James Cameron um re wanting to redo Terminator did we mm-hmm. yeah I think we did yeah and just because uh, we talked about they got they got finished redoing um uh, Avatar first oh <laughs> yeah uh, that's just been forever or they could just skip the Avatar and go right <laughs> to the that's true. Yeah, well, we we uh, or not we. I was listening to the keepers and y'all's latest one. Was it the latest one? It was the one where y'all were talking about um, the Terminator stuff. Right. Yeah. Yep. Problem is, I forgot to take notes to to go. You guys have some great ideas, and, <laughs> and I wanted to bring Did we? this. Yeah, it, it was an interesting. It was, it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. Oh, thanks. I'll have to go back and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't listen to your shows? No, I do, but that I don't remember what we talked about. On 
I'm already on to the the you know the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So, um, I guess that concludes it for this week, doesn't it? I think so. So I guess we could go. Welcome back, Jules. Yeah. We 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 miss you, Brett, but yet y'all might be the same person. <laughs> um, check out the site WeBeGeeks.net uh, Check out our affiliates Ripped Apparel, Comic Bento Superhero Stuff uh, There's some great stuff there uh, Some great deals um, Each one's their own Their own um, unique thing Ripped Apparel is sort of like T-Fury T or uh, Short Punch Um but I think the shirts are a little bit better quality. Uh, the prints, I think, are a little bit better quality, too. Um, and not as as heavy, I guess, you want to say. You know how you get some shirts where there's not much on it, but it still feels like, oh, my God, it won't it won't break in. It won't bend. Mm. Yeah, I hate um, that. T-Fury, oh, or um, okay. Ripped Apparel, is, it's got some great stuff. Um mm-hmm. The you know comic Vento we we've had Jeff Moss on who who was one of the big wigs at Ripped Apparel or not Ripped Apparel at Comic Vento <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and so and you got some great great offerings I think the current book or yeah the current box you're guaranteed like ninety dollars worth of books it's a twenty five dollar box so I mean. A great way to build up your your graphic novel collection. Yeah, you you can't go wrong there. Um, and of course, superhero stuff. Uh, the the hero box is amazing. Uh, they just announced a a um, Gotham Sirens box that's going to be releasing at the end of the month. Oh, I saw that. There's some good stuff in there. <laughs> there really is. Um, so it, it's. Go check them out. Uh, check out our Facebook group, We Be Geeks. Um, of course, we also have the Facebook page. But you know, let's get the let's get the um, let's get the Facebook group up and hopping. It's more more open forum, easier to to post and and chat with other listeners and us, the hosts. Um, you can find us on Twitter at NES Geek. Correct. Yep. Ladies love comics. Oh, I'm sorry. It's NES of geek. NES of geek. <laughs> Lady, ladies love comics. Correct, Jules? Mm-hmm. And we be geeks. Um, and with Brett, geek happenings. Um, Instagram, we be geeks. I don't remember y'all's Instagram. <laughs> I don't remember mine either. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there. I don't know if Brett has Instagram. <laughs> Maybe it was done like that on purpose. Um, so, yeah, check us out. Anything you ever want us to, to chat about or you want to chat about, hit us up at WeBeGeeks at WeBeGeeks.net. Other than that, oh, the other box you got to check out over at a Hero Box from Superhero Stuff is the Defenders vs. Punisher. Uh-huh. That is another amazing box. That sounds interesting. So, um, if that's going to wrap it up, final thoughts going once. Yes. You guys have to watch Rick and Morty if you don't already. I've been wanting to watch that, actually. Yes. So that we could talk about it as on the show sometimes. It is like, the writer, the creator said that they made it like, kind of like what they envisioned the doctor, except for he's like the opposite but kind of a little bit of Back to the Future in there, kind of a little bit of, um, I don't want to say Adventure Time because that's not the right thing, but the whole like like quirkiness, but it's just totally off the walls right now. Like the last episode was just ridiculous. Um, he's super scientist and it's just like he gets out of any situation. doesn't matter what it is. Like it's just, it's crazy. Definitely not for kids ever. Like I until they're like fifty. Like I told, I told my daughter, I was like, "Oh, I so wish you could watch it because it's so right up your alley." But you could never watch it. But um, yeah, it's 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 excellent. So you're, you you're you're really saying like that it. you're saying it's safe for kids, just like Deadpool. <laughs> 
yes, take your kids and see Deadpool, and take your kids or make your kids watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's 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 just a it's a really fun show. They're they're in their third season, second season. Oh, jeez, I don't know. It's late. I'm tired. Third, I think. <laughs> but I kind of skipped around a little bit. But there's definitely continuity, and and so it's it's good to watch them in order because then you won't be lost. Like, if you started watching the season, you'd be really lost, but, I mean... Are we lost know. yet? <laughs> so, yeah, watch Rick and Morty. It's really big right now. Like, everybody is talking about it. I didn't realize everybody was talking about it, but then I went on Twitter, and I was like, oh! Because I usually don't follow... Like, I don't follow any of the Rick and Morty people or anything, and then I started following them, and now I'm like, oh my gosh! It's like, it's, <laughs> I didn't realize how big it was. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. So, well, I feel like I'm actually in the know with this. <laughs> Usually I'm like way behind. Well, I'm going to say this. We're going to have on um, end of the month, beginning of next month, um, a gentleman by the name of Fabio Del Rio, and he is over at CSE Games. Nice. And we're going to be having him on to talk about, um, oh, what was it? Grindstones. Grindstones, huh? It is a new game coming out um, from them, and uh, we are probably going to be, and we're in the process of setting up a contest where we're going to give away at least a game from them. Oh, cool! Um, to one of you listeners, so you'll have to go through Twitter to do it. I'm a listener. <laughs> uh, you don't qualify. Ah, curses. <laughs> Um, like some some of their products, looking at their site, is fantasy fantasy football. Oh. Uh, that's uh, coming soon. You are the oracle manager of a team of powerful and gruesome fantasy creatures battling through a season of fantasy football. Uh, to me, it, it to me it almost looks like um, oh, what was that? Was it orc ball or? It was, it was like orc football or something like that with uh, Games Workshop or uh, Warhammer 40K, that group. Mm. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, they also have Fantasy Fantasy Baseball. Uh, <laughs> Junk in My Trunk is a whimsical casual card game. Uh, Ten Down, which is an elegant card game, is sequential and set collecting with a classic feel. Um, NHL Fast Track, NHL Icebreaker. I'm trying to see what other games they list. Um, Loud About, um, Quartex. I guess. I guess Grindstones is going to be. Oh, what is it? Where's the description? It's coming soon. Uh, but Grindstones is a. Um, it's the tenth anniversary of the original award-winning Grindstones game. Uh, Night Sky is a beautiful, elegant, gripping game of strategy and visualization, and now a new constellations theme, making it making it more engaging and entertaining entertaining than ever. Um, it's an abstract strategy and puzzle game uh, that is thought provoking, easy to learn, and can be enjoyed by the whole family. Hmm. Sounds so, fun. So we're going to talk to him more um, about this. So I, I think it's going to be fun to have him on the show. Cool. It's been a while since we've had someone involved with game. Uh, Ian was the last one with. Um, I think so. Yeah, with the spoils. Spoil- yeah, uh, I still love that game. Yeah, it's such a great game. So, um, so yeah, we're gonna be having him on at the end of the month. Cool. So, nice. any anything else? Uh, I think that'll do it. Well, then, until next time. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.